Thanks for joining us on Dime Travel. For those of you who have never listened before, welcome. We are about to take you on an audio journey back to an NBA season from the past, but with the intention of rewriting history. At Dime Travel, we don't accept that the long and arduous regular season isn't worth much. We believe that the regular season is worth everything. We don't agree that the team who wins the two-month postseason tournament should be crowned world champion. We stand by the fact that it should actually be the team who displayed sustained dominance for a grueling six-month season featuring all of the teams in the greatest basketball league on earth. That's what we do. That's dime travel. And now, it's time to drop a dime. The question remains, though, how do we decide who the regular season champion is? Because we can't just compare their records. Everyone plays an unbalanced schedule. They play different opponents a different number of times. So what we settled on was using the ELO rating system. It's a rating system that's popularized in chess, but it's been used in other leagues. Uh, tennis rankings have used it, some other leagues as well. But for our purposes, all you really need to know is that everyone starts with a 1500 rating. After each game, the winner's rating goes up. The losers goes down by the same amount and that amount depends on it depends on three things it depends on the team's ratings going into the game it depends on which team was home and it depends on the margin of victory and then whoever has the highest rating at the end of 75 games is our champion so on last week's episode we took the title away from the trash 1978 Washington Bullets. And instead, trash. the champion was Dr. J and the 76ers, who were a much better team that year for the majority of the regular season. This week, we're going to examine 2017 to see if the Warriors keep their title or if someone else can snatch it from them. But before we get into all of that, we're going to play a little game called Guess the Players. Let's go. Where Ryan has a list of players who made an All-NBA team this season. And I read some of the more obscure nicknames for them from basketballreference.com and see if he can identify which of these players has this nickname. Are you ready? I'm ready. Although I feel it'd be a little a little bit easier if you just read the names and then I'd say, hey, that's the player. Yeah, that would be much easier. You're right. Almost too easy, not worth doing. Okay. All right. Let's try your way. Okay. Which player made an all-NBA team in 2017 and had the nickname King in the fourth. King of the forest. K King in the fourth. <laughs> King in the fourth. So he's really good. Closer. Uh-huh. And... It's a Game of Thrones reference. I think... It's gonna be... Steph Curry. That's, that's a decent guess. The answer, uh, Chris, do you, do you remember who the king of the fourth was? Or do I say Stephen Curry? It's Stephen Curry. Kawhi Leonard. No, the answer was Isaiah Thomas, the Celtic star, little water bug point guard. This was his only All-NBA appearance, but this season he was fifth in MVP voting before getting hurt with a hip injury late in the late in the season. And he came back in the playoffs while he was and re-aggravated it and kind of ruined the rest of his career. He ended uh, up playing for like 10 teams. But right. I may have misheard you. Did you say king of the four footers? Oh, 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 hey now. No, king in the fourth. Reference to uh, oh, Game of Thrones. Okay. Can, can you name any of the Game of Thrones king in the norths? Oh, north? Uh, no. Yeah. His nickname was king in the fourth, but it was a reference oh. to king in the north from Game of Thrones. Peter, Paul, Mary. That's right. Boom. Those are the, those the three. No, it, Rob Stark was the first king in the North for a long time. 
also listed on Ned. Basketball Reference as the Young Wolf and the King Who Lost the North. Just, that, that was an interesting tidbit. Uh, all right, yeah, over one. Let's see. Let's let's go with one that's a little bit easier. Whose nickname on Basketball Reference is listed as Mister I Am Toronto? All right, that one I'm gonna know, and it's definitely gonna be Demar Derozan. That's correct, Demar Derozan. The nine seasons on the Raptors, uh, before being traded to San Antonio in the Kawhi Leonard deal. He's the all-time Raptor leader in games, minutes, and points. And this is uh, his one of his three All-NBA appearances. So technically, he could have been King of the North. He could have been America. He could have been, but again, it was King in the Fourth. It was about the fourth quarter uh, heroics of Isaiah Thomas that season. And being really tiny in the point guard. Nope, that's got nothing to do with it. Okay, what does the forest have to do with it? <laughs> yeah, are we seeing this through the trees? Also, he was number four, so that may have helped, but I don't think that was related to it either. He was number four. Oh, okay. Uh huh. Okay. Okay. That makes more so sense. He's a big Star Wars. It's, no, fan. it's like that's that's more just. <laughs> he was really good was with his hands. King in the Force. King. King of the Force. Yeah. He would just levitate stuff for no good reason. <laughs> exactly. Before he became evil. All right. So he's uh, what one for two? He is one for two. All right. One more. Who? Nice has the nickname listed as Optimus Dime. Oh, that is sweet. I love that. Uh-huh. It's a good nickname. I'm surprised I've never heard it. I know. How did I not hear this? Um, this was a big season for the triple-double, so I'm going to go Wessel Westbrook. Okay. Going for those greater than 10 assists per game. He had a lot of assists. The leader in assists this season was James Harden, but Optimus Dime refers to John Wall for some reason. <laughs> that is great all, surprise all time uh, wizard slash bullets leader in assists turnovers and steals this was his only all NBA appearance but yeah <laughs> Optimus Dime I like that a yeah. lot yeah. yeah that's doesn't make sense it doesn't seem like he passed the ball that much but me can we change our podcast name to Optimus Dimes yeah mm-hmm. sure I don't think this it's too definitely late. be the episode title. Optimus Dime Travel? Optimus Dime Travel, yeah. Can mm-hmm. it be any better? No. It's pretty much pretty mm-hmm. much optimal. All right. Any other any those other were ne- tough. Any, yeah, those were tough. I think King in the Fourth, I would have gotten just because I rooted for that Celtics team. Mr. I am Toronto kind of spells it out. But yeah, Optimus Dime, I've never heard that. But it's a good nickname. All right, now we're gonna go on yeah, to fun ones to our primetime team. This is where we look at look at these rosters and primetime and think about the time travel premise of what if you could go forward or back in time and get the best version of the players on your roster? Which which team would benefit the most from that? So I have I have two two candidates. The first is the Cleveland Cavaliers, which I usually try and include teams here. Later on we're going to count down the top 3 teams in the Elo rating. I usually try and avoid the teams that are going to be on there. And you would think the Cleveland Cavaliers would be top three because they've played in the NBA Finals, but they were not. They were the number 12 ELO-rated team this year. This was this was a part of the time when the West was awesome and the East was terrible. So Cleveland Cavaliers were the number 12 ELO team. They were number two seed in the East. But this this is the improvement that you would that, – that this is how they would benefit from time travel. Number one, their point guard, Darren Williams – uh, didn't play a ton for them, but he was on that roster from about seven years before he was a top 10 MVP candidate. Uh, then shooting guard Kyrie Irving, this was about the best year to get him. Small forward LeBron James, you probably want him from a few years earlier, but honestly, this is in the middle of his like 12-year prime. Uh, Kevin Love, you probably want from a few years before when he was a top 10 MVP candidate. And then one things this one thing this team really lacked was a really good big man, and they had Andrew Bogut on the roster, who was an All NBA player seven years before this. So if they get the, if they get prime Darren Williams, prime Andrew Bogut to go with Kyrie, LeBron, and Kevin Love, with a super old Richard Jefferson off the bench, I guess it would have been a really good team that actually could have given the Warriors a run for their money. Yeah, I like Kyle Korver too. I was thinking about that as well. I was trying to think when his 
prime season was. He was always obviously a strong shooter, but I couldn't remember mm-hmm. at what year he might have peaked in. Would this have been his best year, or there's another year where he would have been outperforming mm-hmm. this current year? And maybe yeah. maybe get J.R. Smith from when he's like 50 or 60 when his basketball IQ catches up with some of his talent. Ouch. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Kyle Korver is the kind of guy that could have been, you know, the MVP of the Israeli league or something. Yeah. So I absolutely, a hundred percent believe that. Kyle Korver could have been MVP of the Israeli league. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> Our stat guys are incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyone else here that would have done well in the Israeli league or move on to our other <laughs> candidates? I think he's the only one. All right. The only one. All right. My other candidate for a primetime team was the New York Knicks, who were terrible. They were 31 and 51, missed the playoffs. They were the number 26 rated ELO team this year, with a 1378 rating. So more than 100 points below where they started. But if you get the good version of this team, you point guard would be Brandon Jennings from about five years earlier when he was, he was, seemed like he was going to be a thing for a minute there when he was averaging like 19 and six. Uh, but then your shooting guard would be Derek Rose, who was a former MVP six years earlier. Small forward, you get Carmelo, whatever. I was never a huge fan, but he was a top three MVP candidate four years before this. Uh, you get Porzingis, who this was super, super early Porzingis. So it's it's about a year before he really blossomed into some of his best years. And then you would add Joking Noah, who was the fourth MVP candidate three years before this. So a solid center. Yeah. So Brandon Jennings, Derek Rose, Mello, Porzingis, and Joking Noah. Like that's a like that'd be a contender. They they go from being not even close to making the playoffs to being a contender with those players. Sure. Yeah, I think I think those are solid teams. I I mean, I honestly think the Cleveland team probably edges them out a little bit at a few positions, but there's definitely like I, I'd like to see a prime Joaquin Noah play against a prime Andrew Bogut. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think that's a draw. Mm-hmm. Maybe and, even Noah has the advantage. And a prime so. Kyle Korver against the best Israelis in the in the world that would be pretty amazing to see. Well, you don't even mention that Sasha Vujicic is on this team. No, I didn't intend to. Um, I didn't want to go that far down the bench. I also didn't mention Ron Baker. <laughs> what about yeah. Mendegas Kuzminskas? What about that? I, I mean, I'm sure they were probably good at one point. Can I buy a Val? <laughs> I like that you went with they. <laughs> That's just one guy. <laughs> You want to get all the mini That's how names work. <laughs> that's how many. That's how names work. He's got so, yeah, double just, S's. He's got S on the first and the last name. That's by definition yeah. plural. Yeah, maybe not, it's not possessive. By definition. It's not that uncommon. It could be possessive, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> or it could just end in S, like Brandon Jennings, Kristaps so Porzingis. Like, when we went to high school with Carlos, did you think that was two guys? <laughs> No, it has, it's like a rule. It has A, it's like, it's one word, like ends, uh-huh. and then you add an S to it. Yeah, like we it know how that be, works, but... It couldn't be Carlo, so, it's Carlos, but this is like Mundaga, Kazmunka. So, Carlos Murphy was a pretty tall guy in high school. Like, did you think it was two dudes with like that jacket trick? Ooh. Where yeah. like they stand on the other guy's shoulders? He was is really that tall. You thought was going on. He wasn't that tall, and he had a cool hat on top too. And he was like getting into all the places. <laughs> he got he was. Into everywhere. <laughs> you couldn't yeah. stop him. All right, yeah. so our primetime team. Yeah, I think the Cleveland Cavaliers are better. But if we frame the question as who benefits the most, I think it's probably that Knicks team because the Cavs were already a good team. Yeah. Right. You get to yeah. They had a lot more. I think more that talent. shooting guard, small forward would battle would just be so fun to watch if you had prime Derrick Rose and Carmelo Anthony versus yeah. prime Kyrie Irving and LeBron James. That's especially, ooh, that's hot. especially if Carmelo Anthony was fun to watch, but yeah, for some people, fortunately yeah. he wasn't, but also Birdman mm-hmm. was on that, that Cavaliers team. What? Chris Anderson. Oh, sure. Is. It's just, yeah. it's just Ryan. That's just one guy. It's just, it's not multiple Crees. It's Chris. 
Wow. Yeah. That, You're just that, consolidating them. Joe Course is completely dead. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to keep kicking it. Now's the time of the podcast where I like to surprise Kevin and Chris with random nicknames that are not or maybe are on our list of players. Uh, and to, and known for, as for the, the listener, the reason this is the time we do it is because two segments ago we did it. And then while we've been talking this whole time, he's been looking up some <laughs> to go, take us back five minutes. But go ahead, Ryan. What do you it's have more surprising this today? way? <laughs> this one's a little bit of a slow pitch in basketball. Mm-hmm. Who's known as the baby faced assassin? Steph. Of course, nailed yeah. it. I was gonna give you Chef Curry, like who is that? Uh-huh. But I figured like that would be a little bit too easy. But yeah, good job. Yeah, he's got a baby face and kills people. Hmm. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> yeah. That's. Let me see if I don't, I don't know if that was fun. I feel like the Human Torch might have been a little tougher, but maybe Threesis yeah. might have been tough. I I try to give you ones that just show how smart you are. You're teeing me up to look good. <laughs> mm-hmm. Thanks. Just because people can't see you. Yeah. Otherwise, otherwise they would know. <laughs> yeah. We wouldn't have to do that segment. All right. So moving on from the from the primetime team. Now we're going to move into a few other random categories. First, we're going to look at team that had the biggest ELO rating improvement over the previous season. So it was a tie. There were two teams that each moved up by 11 points. One of them was the Milwaukee Bucks, which the previous season, the 2016 season, they were the number 24 team. They moved up to number 13 this year. They were moved up to 42 and 40 was their record. This was Giannis's first all-star season where he's a top 10 MVP candidate. So he made a big leap this year. Uh, This was the year where uh, Jabari Parker had his best season uh, by quite a bit. This before if he lasted 50 games before tearing his ACL again, it's really a shame, but he, this is, he was putting up 20 points a game that he was still just 21. It seemed like he and Giannis were going to be maybe a force to deal with for a long time, but it wasn't meant to be. Uh, Chris Middleton was on this team. He was pretty young. He missed a lot of the season. He only played 29 games, but those 29 games he played the, the bucks went 19 and 10. So, and he, that was to the end, end of the season. It's part of why they had a, a really high ELO rating is the ELO rating does uh, take into account late season more than early season. So the fact that he came back and really sparked the team um, really, really raised their ELO rating. But this was this was a fun team. There's some some good players yeah. on this team and early, early Giannis. I, I wasn't uh, Giannis was like most improved player this year, too, right? Oh, you know, actually, I think he was. I don't usually. I mean, that's just a, a cool coincidence that his team was one of the most improved based on our ELO rating, and they've got mm-hmm. most improved player. Yeah, uh, most improved player was Giannis this year. Yep. Okay, because I think that was the year where he jumped like seven points per game. Like he was averaging at like fifteen or something, and jumped up to twenty two, twenty three, or something like something like that. I, I wish I had the actual stats. I'm too lazy to look it up, but. Yeah, that's kind of interesting. Yeah, they also added uh, Malcolm Brogdon, who was Rookie of the Year. So, wow, cool team. Oh, cool. All right, the other team they tied with was the Washington Wizards, Abracadabra, who moved up from 15 the previous season all the way up to our number four rated ELO team. So this was this was the best year. This was John Wall's best season. He had almost five win shares uh, this year compared to his next best was. Uh, was only at four. This was this was maybe Beal's best season, one of his best seasons, at least in like win shares per forty eight. He, he took a big leap this year. Uh, Otto Porter also took a big leap this year. So this this the top three players on this team all. Uh, I guess Markeith Morris might have been number three, but the top two for sure had career years or or I guess a big leap in in Beal's case. This was a, a fun team that gave gave people a lot of troubles in the playoffs. Oh, it's led by Optimus Dime. Yeah, I'm trying to see how many assists he averaged this year. Really see. 10.5, 10.7. 10.7, wow. That is mm-hmm. impressive. Yeah, he's the all-time uh, leader in assists for that franchise. 
He was a, he was a good passer. Is it still considered the same franchise when you change your name? Yeah, it counts. It counts the bullets. Or is there like a do over? Okay. It, I mean, it actually there. I think are there are some cases where it doesn't count, even though they have the same name. Like I think the Cleveland Browns now are not the their records don't reflect the previous Cleveland Browns because they became the Ravens. So it's really technically a different franchise. Right. But this has been the same franchise from when it was the bullets to now. Okay. I don't know. Anyone else we should talk about on this team, Chris? No, I, I really like this team. Um, I, I think it's interesting that Brandon Jennings is on this team. I also think uh, uh, Gortat was actually a pretty decent center for a while there. I remember him kind of having mm-hmm. uh, some really good games. So. Yeah, he was, he was a little old here, but he was putting up a double-double still, just technically, barely, like a 10-10, yeah. and 10, but yeah. I like Gortat. It's serviceable. Yeah. But yeah, cool. All right, so those are our two biggest improvements this year. Now I'll talk about this. This is Next up, I'll talk about the team that the ELO rating loved. I love So you. the team that benefited the most from the ELO rating was the Miami Heat. So they've, they finished 41 and 41 and missed the playoffs. But according to the ELO rating, they were the 10th best team in the league with a 15-51 rating. And, and, the, and the reason for that is – as I mentioned earlier with the previous team, the ELO rating really weighs late season performance over early season performance. And this, this Miami heat team started the season 11 and 30 before ending 30 and 11. So they really, they, they started off really, really slow and then caught fire at the end of the season. They were awesome for the second half of the year. Um, led by Goran Dragic. They were, they were, they were only one and eight without him. When he was playing, they were awesome. He was always a player I liked. Uh, Justice Winslow didn't got injured, missed a lot of the time. I think I think Hassan Whiteside led led the league in rebounding this year. But it's kind of honestly kind of a nondescript team. I it's a, I, I think it's a testament to what a good coach Spo is because you don't really look at this roster and think like oh yeah their their second leading scorer was Hassan Whiteside. Their yeah. third leading scorer was Dion Waiters. Yeah, he was supposed to be a really good player. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, they, they really should have told I think, him. I think they won something like 12 in a row during that 30 and 11 stretch. Yeah, that sounds that sounds reasonable. Yeah, I think it was probably I think it was probably right after uh, right after they all saw La La Land, which came out in November 2016. I think it, it really brought been. them together. They learned about jazz. And they really uh, just started singing and dancing. I think mm-hmm. so, but that's my theory. At least I can't prove that. And they also um, would have beat the Bullets' ELO rating from 1978, which happened to be the worst ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody beats that. Yeah, you're, that's why we took their title away last episode. They didn't yeah. deserve it. They didn't deserve it. Congratulations on your postseason tournament. Whatever the NBA is adding a mid-season tournament this year we, we shouldn't give them rings you know let's talk yeah. about you know, it's too bad that uh the heat missed the playoffs too because it, they were they're really hot going into the the postseason they're so and hot right I now i think that it gave Dion waiters a lot of time to play pokemon go did, did Mc- he do that a lot i mean it came out that year everybody was doing it mcgruder so, you think you think Dion was big into it I think so. He looks like a Pokemon goer. You think so? Yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm not disagreeing. I'm just, uh, I'm just interested. Who would be the best Pokemon trainer on this team? Yeah, I don't really he have. Probably a lot of was able to get around a little faster in his Tesla three. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. that dropped this year. What a year! Yeah, well, it was until Prince passed away. But let's uh, not talk about that. Too soon. Too soon. All right, so now I want to talk a little bit about the team that the ELO rating hated. Mm-hmm. So the team that was hurt the most by the ELO rating system was the Atlanta Hawks, Aww. who they were the number five seed in the East, which remember the East was garbage this year. And they lost in the first round of the Wizards 4-2. Abracadabra. According to the ELO rating, they were the number 22 team in the league, the fourteen forty one rating. And again, really they got hurt by the fact that they faded late in the year. They started 30-21, and, and then they ended 9-15. and 15. Which I I have to imagine was just everyone got tired of Dwight Howard. I feel like I feel like eighty two games is a long time to play with Dwight Howard. 
especially at this point in his career. Yeah, he's a little bit checked out, I think. I, this this team is not 31. Yeah, but he was Yeah, but psychologically. Yeah, and he he was having a lot of back issues by this point. Yeah. So this this team does not seem like a fun team to hang out with to me. I got Paul Millsap, Dennis Schroeder, Dwight Howard. I that that does not seem like a fun trio to hang out with. I mean, you got cool Kyle Corver on there. But yeah, the Matt, I agree. Yeah, I but agree. Kyle Corver, he was he was jetting back and forth between here and Israel. And so you almost <laughs> never got to hang out with him. Yeah. You're probably just stuck listening to Chris Humphreys talk about Kim Kardashian and just being like, I don't care, man. It's not a big deal. Yeah. So Elo hates his team, but I mean, if you look at this roster, they finishing fifth in the East. Mm-hmm. I mean, they kind of they kind of overperformed. Really, you don't have they anybody did. scoring more than twenty points a game. The East was really bad. How did the Elo system feel about the Rockets? Wait, that that's a great question, Ryan. Thanks for getting us back on track. Uh, so now now we get to the part where we get to count down the top three. The top three ELO-rated teams to find out who our champion is. Is it the Warriors again? I don't know. Let's find out. The number three team in the ELO rating system with a 16-13 rating is the Houston Rockets, led by James Harden. This was this was the season where James Harden and Russell Westbrook battled for the MVP. Russell Westbrook took the MVP with his triple-double, but James Harden led the league in assists, uh, 29 points a game. Uh, this was this was the year before Chris Paul joined them, so this was starting the next year. The Rockets really jump up a, a level, but they were the number three team this year. Uh, he there's there's no one really on this roster that jumps out as like who who is his number two guy. You know, like Eric Gordon was good this year, but he you know mm-hmm. only even started 15 games. Pat Bev was a starter. Ryan Anderson was a starter. Yeah, it's really surprising to see Eric Gordon only start 15. I, he was really flashy, great finisher, he, good shooter. Well, he, was their, he was their number two leading scorer. Right. But, and and it was also, it's one of those situations where he technically didn't start, but he was also sec- third in the team in minutes. So he played starter minutes. Right. Uh, Trevor Ariza, who was good, but it's not like he was, I don't know. Mm-hmm. This was this was just a, a fun D'Antoni James Harden team. I think starting the next year they start to become a real contender for the Warriors. But uh, also fun to see Nene on this team. Yeah, let me see you whip now, Nene. <laughs> that's that's exactly who we're talking about. Do you remember? Do you remember when we when the Nuggets first drafted him and we saw him at uh at what was it camp? We went to one of their yeah, practices like a little or something. Thing? Yeah, yeah, him and Skishvili. Yeah. Oh yeah, I remember I used, that. I used that He's wallet for like ten man. years. Yeah. I still have that wallet. Do you use it though? Uh, I did actually use it. Um, my wife was embarrassed by it, so after we were together, I had to stop using it publicly. Mm. Do, you, do you use it privately? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you just pay for stuff at your house with your wallet. So, so actually, I mean, isn't that what we all do these days? I mean, it's not that crazy. So speaking of wives being embarrassed, my wife listened to our last episode and she was really mad that we kept talking about uh, Ricky fastest of them all and never proposed the name quick Rick. She felt like we should, we should have proposed that as his possible nickname. So not bad, Courtney, not bad. We we really disappointed. We really disappointed her on that one. Just like anyone who listens, this is going to be shouting into the into the thing. <laughs> quick, Rick! Quick, Rick! <laughs> it was definitely an emphasis of the longest nickname of ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think we were our headspace was there, and we missed the, we missed the low hanging fruit. Yeah, uh, that but Courtney so eagerly she, she didn't she didn't like Fota. That's what I was going for. <laughs> what? I, I wasn't even sure whether to leave that in. I didn't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's the acronym for fastest of them all. Oh my oh, gosh. <laughs> Go back and check out our last episode. <laughs> Whew. Yeah. Right. I mean, our listeners have to now. 
Yeah, we've really teased it. All right. Obligation. So number three team, James Harden, the Rockets. They were good, but they weren't really up up at the top with these next two. Uh, quite a bit ahead of them. In number two was the San Antonio Spurs, led by Kawhi Leonard. Uh, this is prime Kawhi Leonard. Leonard. His, this is the most games and minutes he ever played. This also, uh, when I mentioned that I try and pick the primetime teams, not including the top three. This this is a perfect example of why, because this this team as a primetime team would be amazing because uh, we get to prime Kawhi Leonard, adding a prime Pau Gasol and Tony Parker and Manu and LaMarcus Aldridge. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Manu just flopped on my screen. What? I said Manu just flopped on my screen. What are you looking at? Let me check him out. Are you OK? Oh, he's fine. He's just trying to file. Okay, are you, are you doing research in in real time? No, I just I thought I saw the words kind of move a little bit. I thought okay. it was you. You always had a, a axe to grind with man who's flopping. It's just that he was really good at it, and just made me frustrated because I mean he pretty much sold it every time. You used to have a thing against lefties. Is that no? I I'm a fan of lefties. I know one myself. <laughs> Okay, yeah, I I know that too. I just felt like you should have you should have his back. I tried to hold him up. Just <laughs> he just fell. <laughs> yeah, I feel like this team has the most um, apostrophes and unique symbols as well. Okay, what so would you? Ginobili, Nicholas, yeah. Nicholas. Jeez. Well, what about Davis Bertans? What do you call that symbol over the A's? It's just a horizontal line. Supposed to a diagonal. Uh, I don't know. I, we de- we could we could have looked that up and g- given that information to the fans, but it's just hard to put the right emphasis on the on right like syllable. You can't it just be Davis? What? Like, what is it supposed to be? No, it's Davis. Davis. Okay, thank you. Davis Bertans. Yeah. Always a very educational program we have here. Uh huh. Yeah, you're welcome. So this was all. This was the team that. Uh, really, if you if you're wondering like who who could have given the Warriors a run for their money, this Spurs team, uh, they they were they they ended up getting swept in the Western Conference Finals by that Warriors. That's but hard to game, believe. But in Game One, yeah. they were up seventy eight to fifty five when Kawhi Leonard came down on Zaza's foot. Ouch. Oh right, and missed the rest of the series. So that definitely changed everything. Yeah, so not saying that they necessarily would have won, but in game one, it looked like they were cruising to a win. Yeah, so, and then, and then he you ends Zaza, up going to Toronto. Would you give Zaza yeah. the MVP then? No, I wouldn't. For take, taking away airspace? I mean, it, he, he, that you know, you actually probably could make the case that he was the most valuable on that team just because if, if he injures Kawhi, they probably could lose either Steph or Durant and still win the title. So, right, Zaza might be the most valuable warrior this year. That's a good point. Sometimes that... the best offense is defense or uh-huh. in, or injury. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah, that was a huge it's a real, loss. It's a real shame. But now we get to our number one team, which shouldn't be surprising at all because this was one of the best teams of all time. With this, with the seventeen forty six ELO rating, the the Warriors hold on to their title. Unlike the seventy eight Bullets last episode, the Warriors are also our champion in uh, twenty seventeen. So congratulations to them! Outstanding year. Yeah, congratulations, San Francisco. At at a, a seventy seven NBA seasons, this is the tenth highest ELO rating ever. Uh, the eleventh highest margin of victory for a champion. So not not number one by a mile, but this was a uh, an elite elite team and they probably could have done more Durant missed 20 games and there really was uh, I don't know the, how much of a sense of urgency there was this this team was so dominant with prime Durant prime Steph prime Clay and Dre do you think they had an advantage because they had AI again that's that's not a computer guy that's Andre Iguodala this was well before AI was useful but, or or were they ahead of us and they figured out something we didn't know about? You think they were just miles ahead of everybody? <laughs> Potentially. 
But Andre Godal, yeah, he's an outstanding player. It's amazing mm-hmm. how durable he's been. He's been around forever, and he's just um, he's, he's been still solid. sitting on that bench. He's still sitting on the bench doing the Udonis Haslam, you know, coach on the floor kind of thing, right? Or I mean, honestly, more player on the bench, I guess. That's a such a good comparison. You know, it's amazing. He actually played with the AI. You know, it's hard to imagine mm-hmm. that. It's, it's a lot of AIs, but yeah, that's unsurprisingly that's our champion again so great congratulations Bell mcgee gets a ring you know really happy yeah. for him i feel like this is where um baby face assassin was just hidden from everywhere it's like maybe it happened before this year but it's just like oh you could make it from half court with a normal jump shot how's that possible oh he, oh, he, he just... definitely did it before this year but the the, the couple years before this he was amazing too but his, yeah. his two MVPs are before this. Okay. It also helps the defenses had to focus on the Slim Reaper as well to kind of mm-hmm. open up some shooting space. Yeah, this uh, this team he, is ridiculous. He, even their coach is an amazing shooter. Like it really was just unfair. Uh, this team is about as ridiculous as an all female cast of a new Ghostbusters. You know? <laughs> do do we really want stuck. to wade into those waters? Did you guys see that movie? I didn't see it. Was it good? You, you were boycotting it, right? Uh, no, I just didn't have time. Okay. Was that a double intended pun with, with the boycott? No, it was not. Oh, clever. Clever. Accidentally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't even have mm-hmm. to think about it. Does uh, James Michael McAdoo have any relation to Bob? Yeah. I think, uh, I think they might be a father. It might be a father son situation. Okay. But they didn't have any airline trouble. We, no, because they have different names. It was smart. Okay, you yeah. have to check out other other podcast episode to yeah. Just you know keep, what? If they, just keep listening. Yeah, yeah. Just keep at it. You guys will get caught up. All right. So, anticlimactically, the Warriors in 2017 were awesome. Everybody knew that. All right. Now, but now we go to the the best part of the of the podcast where we do our time travel week, where we go through the exercise of. If we could actually go back to this season and catch some games, spend a week there, what would we do? What games would we go to? What else? What else would we see? What jersey would we pick up at a at a pro shop? So, uh, Chris, 2017 NBA season. What what week would you go back and what would you do that week? Um, yeah, that's a great question. Uh, I think there was a game that I was really interested to to go back and see uh, on Christmas Day. And it was actually a rematch of the finals from the year before and, and the playoff finals uh, of this season. So uh, I'm going to travel back to December 25th to Cleveland, Ohio to watch. Um, actually, I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go back to Christmas Day and watch uh, the Warriors and the Cavs play. And that's a good think- game because... Do you think it's going to be tough for you to be kind of on your all alone on Christmas or is it, you think that's going to be a challenge? You're doing that thing that I did to you. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) No, not at all because it's a time travel experiment. So I go back to another Christmas where I'm not alone after that, if I really need be. Um, All right. I'm just just checking. I just want to make sure we we take this seriously. Uh, so actually, I think I'm getting ahead of myself. There was a concert I wanted to see that was before, so I got my timeline mixed up here. So I'm going to fly in a little bit early to Auburn Hills uh, to catch the St. Pablo Tour, which is uh, Kanye West. Um, I've actually never seen Kanye West live. This is kind of before Kanye got too crazy and fell off a cliff. Mm-hmm. Um, this, is still, this is still some good Kanye. Yeah, so he does this like crazy floating stage thing that ended up being like a huge hit. And um, yeah, uh, so I thought that'd be really cool. So that's, that's in Cleveland. So then I've got a three-hour drive down – or sorry, that's in Auburn Hills. So then I got a three-hour drive down to Cleveland to watch the Christmas Day game. You know, I, this is a crazy game because um, the Cavaliers had just pulled the improbable comeback in game seven of the finals the year before in the playoffs that we sometimes recognize. Um, and now they've got Kevin Durant. And so they're actually up 13 in the fourth quarter. And, uh, 
Kyrie Kyrie kind of took over and did some really acrobatic things. You know, he hits this one fadeaway that put him up one after this incredible comeback in the fourth quarter. And the Cavaliers, they steal this game. I think Kevin Durant even had a game winner that, that rimmed out. Um, and uh, Cleveland survives and runs away at the one-point victory. So it'd be a cool game to go to. Um, mm-hmm. Especially because that Warriors team, obviously, it ends up being so good. Um, after that, I had a couple of things I wanted I wanted to catch. Uh, uh, there is a Nuggets game the next day. Um, and... Sorry, uh, the just, Nuggets... just purely just purely as a Nuggets fan, right? Yeah, purely as a Nuggets fan, because this wasn't like a great Nuggets team. Yeah, so the thing that's kind of interesting. I wanted to catch a Nuggets game during this time because I I was a Nuggets fan back then, and it was one of the seasons where, as a, as a Nuggets fan, you're wondering up which direction the ownership is going. And this is the year they drafted Jamal Murray, so they bring him onto a team where. Jokic, if you're a Nuggets fan, you've seen some of the stuff Jokic can do, and you're like, you know, is this going to be something? Because this is pretty cool. Um, and so you kind of see the fusion of of Murray and Jokic start this season. Anyway, they they ended up beating the Warriors a couple days before that Christmas game too. So they had a really great performance they put together. So the Warriors are kind of stumbling around the holidays. Uh, but the Nug- I wanted to go to uh, this Denver game where they – Gordon Haywood and the Jazz come to town and the Nuggets just kind of blow them out in the 26, really for no reason except for just to watch uh, a young Jokic and Murray play together. Um, I won't even go into it too much. Uh, what I wanted to do after that was uh, go to New York and catch Hamilton on Broadway. So Ooh, that'd be fun. I, I, I wish I could have seen Hamilton on Broadway. That's a good one. Yeah, I'm just going to do that. I don't really have a specific date. It was kind of like showing every night during that time mm-hmm. period. Um, and there was something really cool. I, I've i got a couple days left on my itinerary. I'm going to fly to London and catch the opening uh, release of Harry Potter and the Cursed Child at the Palace mm-hmm. Theater. Uh, it was completely sold out and uh, mm-hmm. re- like received really good reviews. I still haven't seen that. I don't know if you guys have seen that. Um, I've seen the one in, I've seen the one on Broadway and yeah, it was really awesome. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I haven't seen it yeah, and I, I would highly like recommend to go see any, any of our, any of our listeners who have access to time travel. If you can go back to 2017 and catch the opening in London, you should definitely do that. Yeah. So, strong recommendation. It's a long flight to London. I'm going to be watching stranger things and that's my week. All right, that's that's a good week. I think you fit a lot into that week. Yeah. I think and, and some and some good theater performances. And yeah. I didn't think about looking at when Hamilton was was showing. That's a great idea. Yeah. Well, I'd hate to, I'd hate to have to follow that week. Ryan, what do you plan on doing? Do we have anybody else and go next? Jeez, that was amazing. Um, well, I'm gonna fly back or wait, fly back. That's not how you get back in time. No. Um, DeLoreans going- don't fly. <laughs> I'm going back to uh, April 28th, 29th to watch the game between the Clippers and the Jazz. Um, it's a playoff series, game six and seven. Um, Clippers take game six, force game seven, and the Jazz end up winning in game seven. Um, the reason I'm trying to get back to this particular time is I really want to see the weekend, the legend of the fall tour, just because I'm really curious like what happened. Why, what is this legend? I want to learn more about it. And and because you, you yourself are a bit of a star boy, if I remember I, correctly. Yes. Uh, I can't go into all the details, but this would be uh-huh. accurate, an accurate assessment. Boy, if we if we could tell the tales of why you're a star boy. Right. And other, other remarkable uh, songs, titles include Party Monster and Earned It. All, boy, these all describe you. What else? Can't feel my face. Remember when I had that stroke? <laughs> too too soon. Man, I was really stroke. thinking the weekend's fan, like fan base fans would be called Star Boys, but they're called XO. Kind and, of disappointed. And I really yeah. like that. Um, the weekend did Black Beatles. I really like that song. It's got a this is awesome before beat. Blinding Lights came out, right? So you don't actually get to hear that. Yeah, no. I'll have to tell everybody. You know, come back because it's going to be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have to come back. So that, that's going to be all in that same location uh, in California. So I'm just going to take advantage of that and do a little surfing. 
And then I was thinking about trying to check out a really good movie that came out then, but everything's pretty terrible. And so I'm going to watch The Zookeeper's Wife on Netflix. What, so w- wait, what, what week are you going back? April. You don't have to time travel to do that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's what's so funny about it. You, I love that you called me out because that's that was the funny part. No, I'm glad you got it. Um, that's right. I watched Stranger Things and no one said anything. I don't know, Gu- Guardians 2 was in theaters. That was a good movie. Wait, Colossal? what? That, that was it where it came out. Yeah, yeah. Superman versus Batman also. Yeah, colossal oh, okay. with with uh, Anne Hathaway, where she can, where right. when she passes out, she controls that giant monster. Okay, I'm getting a new stats guy. You're fired. Zoolander two. <laughs> yeah, Zoolander. Your two. stats guy is worse than our art department. This is ridiculous. But he, yeah, but he's a he, he's more of a basketball guy. So re- I kind of was bran- having him branch out, and I'm not going to have him do movie r- research anymore. Yeah, yeah. What, what were but, you planning uh, on watching on DVD? Uh, on Netflix is a zookeeper's wife. Have you ever watched a zookeeper's wife? No, I'm just really curious what she does. Like, <laughs> is she taking care of the animals or the zookeeper? I'm just the curious. Fact, this, the idea that you would go back in time to watch something you wouldn't just watch now. <laughs> such a waste of I'm rest. taking full advantage of this brand new release. Like, <laughs> there's so much hype going on right now. I just, I'm just caught up in the moment. Yeah, it's definitely more electric to watch something on Netflix in the moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah this right. is before netflix and chill this is like night netflix and total excitement <laughs> well, that's great is that is that one of those things where like every 10 minutes it pops up like are you still watching the zookeeper <laughs> exactly <laughs> would you like to make another selection <laughs> did you select this in error <laughs> We're only asking because nobody ever watches the zookeeper's wife. Are you now the least bit curious? I am now. It's probably going to like have a, such a surge in their their ratings and hits thanks to our show. Kind of like David Third definitely going to crash definitely. the server. It did right. uh, get sixty four percent on Rotten Tomatoes, so that's good. All right. And that's before right. you go back in time and change the rating. <laughs> yeah, so that's it. Yeah, you it's, went back it's to watch sh- the, some Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> we, well, I caught a couple basketball games. It was a game six and a game seven uh, yeah. between mm-hmm. the Jazz and the Clippers. Yeah, and uh, Gordon Hayward scored twenty six points in game seven. It was a close game six, but in game seven, the Jazz won by thirteen. And uh, Patient Zero was playing in that game, had one point, Rudy Gobert. And, Is that listed uh, on Basketball Reference for him? <laughs> probably not. Yeah, it's too bad. Yeah. So I was going to, you know, catch an exciting series, Game 6-7. is you know, always mm-hmm. uh, sort of competitive finish. Mm-hmm. And then around that time, really um, just trying to consolidate the visit. Everything's kind of located within just about an hour and a half or two hours, getting between the games and the concert. And mm-hmm. then again, trying to spend some time on the beach, do a little surfing. And then you got to get back to home to watch Netflix. Yeah. You You're going to catch that. that, um, that Ghostbusters movie that we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Did that come out now then, or, or yeah. is it going to be on Netflix? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Never mind. Just not on <laughs> Netflix. Yeah. It can't, it's in a theater, but. Oh, you can watch it in a theater. Okay. I don't want to mess up your whole thing. Yeah. Okay, well, I could probably watch it after the Netflix, but the Netflix got to come first because I don't want to miss it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Are there any other ideas going around? Like, Kevin, do you have any suggestions for your travels? Oh, so, well, sure, sure. What I would do, given my druthers, I think I'm going back end of end of January, uh, January 30th. Because there's two teams I really wanted to see. One is... I want to see that Celtics team catch some of the king in the fourth, having some of his fourth quarter heroics. So I'm going to go back, watch watch the Celtics win at home, 113-109. Isaiah Thomas goes for 41 points. Wow. And eight, eight assists. And that's the king jersey the I'm going to get. Uh, <laughs> and I'm going to, I'm going to get that jersey at the pro shop while I'm there, the the gray, the one with the sleeves. You said you know, January that, that 30th? Gray Isaiah. Yeah. Then – then a couple nights later, I'm heading out to uh, to Oakland to watch the Hornets play at the Warriors. Because because you if you're going back here, you have to you have to watch a I I, I got to see a Steph catch fire game, you know? Right. So 
I'm going back. I'm watching the the Warriors win at home 126-111 against the Hornets. Steph with 39 points. He goes 11 for 15 on threes. Only has to play 30 minutes. Uh, Clay with 29 points goes 6 for 10 on threes. So I think that would be an awesome game to go to. Holy crap! Uh, yeah. Everybody so okay? So then the next night, I'm heading up to San Jose. I'm going to watch uh, uh, Run the Jewels tour. The Run the World tour is performing in San Jose. So I'm going to catch that while I'm out in the Bay Area. I, th- I was thinking about seeing it the next night in Oakland, but for some reason, seeing a rap show in Oakland makes me more nervous than San Jose. Yeah, uh, and who's in that? Uh, Killer Mike and uh, LP, Run the Jewels. This was right Ooh. after uh, Run the Jewels 3. Who but... Run the Jewels? <laughs> no, it's not that one. But so... So those are the three things, but the reason that the reason I picked this week is because there's another game this week in Houston where the New England Patriots play in the Super Bowl against the Atlanta Falcons. And as a Patriots fan, I'm not going to go to all the Super Bowls. Like I'm not going to do there's too many. But this is this is the the epic 28 to 3 comeback. So uh, uh, if I have to if I have to pick two Super Bowl Patriots Patriots Super Bowls to go to, this would probably be my number two choice. You know, number one would probably be Rams, the first one. This would probably be my number two. Get to see Lady Gaga perform at halftime. She she could put on quite a show. Yeah, she could. Yeah. So just to recap, Isaiah Thomas with 41. Steph going 11 for 15 on threes. Run the jewels three. And then Pat's Falcon Super Bowl. Excellent. Coming to back build, with that Isaiah Thomas jersey. To build on your uh, your question of uh, guess the player, um, the game you picked is really remarkable for how just well he dominated in the fourth. So uh, he mm-hmm. scored twenty four points in that game just in the fourth quarter. Six game of nine fourth. shoot, six and nine shooting overall. Three of six from three and nine of nine free throws, one assist. And this was actually his fourth game with twenty points or more in the fourth quarter this year. Okay. King in the fourth. That's why they called him that. Yeah. Not, not just because the players look like trees to him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he also had the number four, as you mentioned. So it, it all goes together. Mm-hmm. And he was, I think, just a little over four feet, as Chris said. Mm-hmm. And there were only four people that beat him in the MVP voting this year. He was fifth. And he had four teammates. On the court with him at all times. That's right. Hmm. So it's pretty yeah. remarkable how it all ties together. Yeah, the universe is crazy. This is definitely a simulation, you guys. There's no way yeah. that's a coincidence. I'm starting to see that too. Um, that's why they call him King of the Force, right? Because of his Jedi skills. Yeah, that's exactly right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm probably going to, at the end of that, I'll probably just be pretty beat after watching that epic comeback. I'll probably just uh, go back and fire up The Lake House on uh, Netflix, and just try and fall asleep to that. Yeah, you don't want to miss that. You should yeah. want to watch a whole movie. Why not the Gilmore Gilmore Girls revival or reboot? Why not the Zookeeper's Wife? Yeah, I mean, there's always that. I've seen that so many times. I could. You want me to run lines from it? <laughs> Honey, how was your day at the zoo? Oh man, <laughs> you smell like poop again. The lion's sick. <laughs> oh man, not again. <laughs> Classic. Who was in that movie? Some people. That's right. Jessica Chastain. You did it. <laughs> also, chat. also starring in that movie, some animals. Not was just Matt some Damon in that one? Oh, no. great. Now I, I feel bad. It's a like... zoo and then his wife. Yeah, this is also probably the movie. This, this is probably the so spinoff. That's the sequel? Or the yeah. spinoff? Or... Okay. Unfortunately, yeah. I, I didn't realize that the plot is like actually very serious. <laughs> when the Nazis invade Poland, Warsaw Zoo caretakers work with the underground resistance to save Jews from the horrors of the Third Reich. Wow, I couldn't pick a like a more serious movie. <laughs> I was yeah. totally fooled. Uh huh. Oh, I feel man. terrible. You know, it, it might still be as you said. It, it had good ratings on uh, on Rotten yeah. Tomatoes. Upwards of sixty percent of people who who watched it certified it as fresh. So I I was looking for something a little bit lighter than uh-huh. World War Two. 
Right. Something um, more like uh, uplifting, like up, like Peloponnesian Wars kind of level, not all the way to World War Two. <laughs> about wars against ghosts? There's an all female mm. reboot of the Ghostbusters movie this year. I don't oh, know if I mentioned that earlier. That does seem like a little bit lighter because mm-hmm. ghosts are like much, much more buoyant for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nobody's offended by ghosts dying. Yeah. So for sure. They've already died. Mm hmm. Yeah. Quit rubbing it in. <laughs> yeah. Not this again. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. But then after after I watch that, I'm coming back. I'm coming back to uh, to the present time. So, so I think I think I think those were productive weeks. We got we got really one more fun. thing we got to. Yeah, really fun. A good time. Yeah, yeah. You uh, always go to those Super Bowls where where the the Patriots play. Yeah, yeah. There's there's like a bunch of them, but that's I think there's there's like a big three that I would really want to go to. The first one, then this one, and then the the Seahawks one would be the three that would be amazing to be at. Is that where they handed it off to Marshawn Lynch? No, they didn't. No, no, they didn't. What? They, they didn't. didn't hand it off to Marshawn Lynch at the one yard line? No. They they did something different. You gotta be Pete Carrolling me. Oh, come on. <laughs> yeah, well, and I don't know. Why would you go to the Super Bowl this year when they lose to the Falcons? I mean They don't well, after, they, I they, turned it off after Lady Gaga because I was like, that was a good performance. Oh yeah, that game was so like the Patriots football well, skills in the first half. In fairness, you also didn't turn it on until the Lady Gaga performance. That was the only part you were interested in. That is yeah. true. But have you that ever turned true. it on? Yeah, I watched the whole game, except for maybe part of the third quarter when we were driving home sad from a Super Bowl I know. party. But I know. Yeah, I'm sorry, man. I'm the Patriots. No, it, it, no, they won. Year. Guys, spoiler alert, they won. What? Julian Edelman had that amazing catch. I got to go back in time and check this out for real. Yeah. No, you already wasted your week. This sounds like a good segue for our next podcast. You you didn't, you didn't waste your week. I'm sorry. That was unfair. You saw some good shows. I I wish I could have seen Hamilton. Maybe, maybe next week I'll see it. That was a good idea. Maybe we do 2018. I thought Edelman was dropping the footballs. That's why Giselle was like getting mad saying my, my husband can't throw it and catch it or something like that. Yeah. That was it. That was a different game that she was doing that. How hot oh, okay. were the footballs? Were they were they cold? Were they deflated at all? The, the temperature was pretty much standard temperature that was outside, and they were inflated to the proper amount, just like they always were. There was never been a there's never been a, a question about the level of inflation. Oh, people! I mean, we talked about Kyrie Irving earlier. He was questioning whether the Earth is flat. People question things oh, all the time. Come on. So, you know, <laughs> that's another podcast. Idiots. Yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah. When you say there's no question, that pretty much eliminates everything. There's always questions. Yeah. Well, there's no question that this is the year that DiCaprio finally, finally got his got Oscar. His... How are we going to... Wasn't, wasn't that good in that movie? How are, are we going to prove to Kyrie that yeah. it's not flat? Like, what does he need to see? Or what does he have to do? I'm not that worried about it. He'll be all right. Does he, does he play with a flat basketball? No, he doesn't. Because maybe our definitions are just different. You think you think you just doesn't understand the word round? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Pass me that flat ball. <laughs> I guess he's not that quick, Rick. <laughs> he just works in two dimensions. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Everybody's just yeah. a just a stick figure. <laughs> All right. Time to wrap it up and talk a little bit about the legacies from this year. Legacy so wrap up. We, we, we like to talk about how the legacies would change. Nothing really changes here because it's the same title, the same champion. Uh, probably doesn't change who the MVP was. Um, but it does probably, if we, so when you think back on 2017, you think Warriors over Cavaliers. And that makes sense because those are the two finals teams. But if you look at the actual ratings for these teams, and not just the ELO rating where the Cavs were 12th, but the Cavs were seventh in expected Pythagorean wins. They were seventh in net rating. The East was just really bad this year. So if we actually can look at this as a as a ELO rated t- season, it's pretty clear that the Spurs were the second best team this year. Which I think I think people who remember what happened with Kawhi in the playoffs remember that. But this is definitely a year that we should look at. I I would think as the Warriors being the number one team. You know, they get the they get the big prize for winning the regular season champion that we give out. 
they get they get that that runner up prize that you get for winning the the postseason tournament. But the other team, if we if we give out a third, like a bronze medal award, I think that would probably have to go to the Spurs. I think they're the, they're the second best team this year. What do you think? Is there is there another team we can make the case that should be remembered as the number two team from this year? No, I mean I I absolutely agree with that take. I think you could maybe make a case for the Rockets, you know, uh, but they they lose to the Spurs in the playoffs, so. You know, they, yeah. I, I think even with all the advanced metrics, it, it kind of falters there. But I mean, mm-hmm. the Spurs were just really solid, and and even talking about this kind of tugs at my heartstrings because I just remember mm-hmm. Kawhi going down, just being really excited about that series. Mm-hmm. It, it kind of reminded me of the like Steve Nash hip check, and then yeah. how everyone left the bench, and it kind of changed. It, it's, it, I mean, if you're a basketball fan, you want all the players on the court, like. Mm-hmm. E- even if you have some rooting interest, you still want to see all the stars in a game, you know? And I think that's what really bummed me out about how that mm-hmm. went down. So mm-hmm. it's, it would be like, it would be like watching the zookeeper's wife without Jessica Chastain, you know? Yeah. It's like, like the story is interesting, but it's just not the same thing. Yeah. But yeah, it's, and I, and I get just to, to but, go back, I, I said bronze yeah. medal because we just automatically give gold medal to the regular season champion and that's warriors and then we give the gold the silver medal to the postseason champion also won by the warriors so when we say bronze medal it's it's the third third best award but it's gonna be the second best team because one team took the first two so right i, I think you could, i think the, the rockets of the other team are probably the number three team but mm-hmm. i think the spurs were just were quite quite a bit ahead of them i, I yeah. think that well, they were given so good this year they were given a seven game series to prove it, and and they lost. So that uh, yeah, is yeah, a litmus Rockets, test. Spurs, yeah, enough for me. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. this is part of why they had to go out and get Chris Paul, right? Um, I, yeah, and that Cavs team made the finals, but they got gentlemen swept by the Warriors. And even even in the conference finals, they they played against the uh, against the Celtics. And Isaiah Thomas was still dinged up from that hip injury and ended up only playing two of the games in the conference finals. So they they had a pretty easy road to get there, a really easy road to get there, and then got got whooped in the finals. So I don't know. The, the, Cav, the Cavs, this wasn't an amazing Cavs team. It's an amazing LeBron year, but right. yeah, I mean, he was played awesome. He played incredible in that finals from an individual standpoint. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, well, it wasn't enough to beat that Warriors team. That was, like you said, one of the top ten Elo teams of all time, mm-hmm. for a good reason. I, I also have the Spurs as my bronze medal team, mm-hmm. or in this case, silver medal team, as you say. Since the Warriors kind of got yeah. got both yeah. first and second, yeah. they, they get they get our 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 coaches poll best team who didn't earn anything yet. So they they were awesome. It's too bad. It's too bad because that, that was definitely one of those series where it seemed like you, you go in thinking no one's going to beat this Warriors team. And then it really looked like they were going to take game one until until Zaza MVP took care of it for everyone. He took the term ankle breaker to a whole nother level. He really did. It was very impressive. All right. Anything else we should talk about for this year? Well, is that a wrap? I think there's just one other point to make about Wessel Rustbrook. Because, you know, what he yeah, did... Yeah, we, we probably should have talked about him more. That what he did is really incredible. Uh, mm. As we may have hinted earlier, you know, he was the MVP, averaged a triple-double um, the whole season. And w- what's amazing is he had 42 games with a triple-double. Like, pretty much half the games were triple-double. And then... The, I feel like James uh well James Harden was second that year with 22 triple doubles. I just feel like this year and uh, maybe a couple years surrounding it there were just so many triple doubles. I don't know what it was. I don't know if there was some kind of new offensive scheme or just the way was, the game it, was it, played, it, it, but part of it was his pace of play. Yeah. And then Russell Westbrook definitely was making a concerted effort to do that. If you if you look at his stats, he all of a sudden makes a big jump. Sure. In in how sure. many rebounds he was getting. He was it was definitely a focus thing. Yeah, I definitely remember Stephen Adams backing off of rebounds so that he's giving could him more him. of an opportunity. Yeah, for sure. 
Um, so he had 42 triple doubles out of the total 117 recorded during the regular season, which gave him a triple double percentage for the league of 36%, which again, is pretty remarkable. Uh, but as you said, maybe there's a little bit of skew or bias, some help from your teammates, but I still think it's a remarkable, uh, stat. And, um, you know, he really has, uh, a really high motor, tons of energy, his skill set, you know, shooting's never been outstanding. I think he needs he needs high volume shots, but he's always going to give you a hundred percent effort every night. I the the Thunder were the tenth uh, best team in the standings. It's the lowest ever for an MVP. So Definitely. congratulations on being so valuable. <laughs> but I was never a fan. They, if it wasn't for him, they wouldn't have been in the NBA. That's how valuable he was. That's true. That's amazing. But, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I, just, I, I, I understand why it came down to him or Harden. Right. You know, Kawhi missed some time. And Durant and Curry split votes. And yeah, I, I get it, but still didn't love it. Really? Like you didn't like the, the vote or you just, when people were celebrating him that year, you didn't, you weren't a fan of his play style or something. Yeah, this was. I I didn't think he was all that valuable. I, I felt like there was a lot of stat padding going on, and whatever. He, but who was more valuable? I'm not, I'm, not say, I'm not saying he wasn't one of the top ten MVP candidates. I'm just saying. I I, I feel like if they got offered Kawhi Leonard for Russell Westbrook straight up that year, just for that season, you would take Kawhi. You know, hmm. same with LeBron that year. So I, it's hard to say he's more valuable if there's someone you'd rather have. Yeah, but. And, I th- and I think to Kevin's point, like you, usually, you know, as we commonly see the team that goes the furthest, it's usually a function of you feel that a certain player helps get you there mm-hmm. and they just didn't have a great season. But because he had such high individual stats, it, it sort of separated him out from the usual metrics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. That's reasonable. Yeah. Like they weren't good, but like without without Jessica Chastain, they don't even make the zookeeper's wife. You know, so was she the most valuable actress that year? Maybe. So, I mean, I, you look at something like Goodwill Hunting, though. You make that movie without Ben Affleck; it's 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 actually better. What? I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to take him out. <laughs> Goodwill Hunting's better without Ben Affleck. Yeah, I stand by that. That's then an Matt, insane thing to drop to this late in the podcast. Matt, Matt Damon's <laughs> just gonna be talking to himself. No, you could put anybody in. <laughs> It's not that you subtract <laughs> the character from the cast. I, I, I'm saying a no, different I like, actor. I like his interpretation better. You just get him out of the movie altogether. <laughs> There's just nobody there. So then is he not looking for anybody then? Is this how Kyrie interprets the word round? <laughs> uh, well, we, we'll definitely need to double back on this next episode of Dime Travel. Yeah, we'll bring up the good will hunting thing next time. Yeah, we, we've got a lot more to mm-hmm. dive in there, but I think I think that's probably wraps it up for 2017. Yeah. Congratulations, congratulations. To the Warriors again! Congratulations! Yeah, way to go, San Francisco! All right. Congratulations to you! All right. So uh, for Chris and Ryan, I'm Kevin, and uh, thanks for listening. Good night. Good night. It is bedtime.